Hi there, welcome to the show. Today, you're in for a treat. We have a very special guest. His name is Paul Getter. Paul is a friend first and top tier internet marketer second. He lives 10 minutes from the beach in Florida with his wife and three brilliant kids. Paul's internet marketing career began in desperation. He had been laid off and didn't own a marketable degree. But then he discovered the power of Facebook, learned every aspect of Facebook marketing, and now he ranked among the top 1% of the ad spenders on the world's largest social platform. Paul boosts the popularity of big network television shows, skyrockets authors onto New York Times bestseller list, elevated Fortune 500 companies and A-list celebrities, and help numerous small platform personalities grow followings of millions. He has developed a large clientele by working with each client in a deeply personal way that establishes trust and genuine care. If you look at Paul's Instagram account, literally the name of the account just one word, Paul. And if I tell you that his story nine years ago, he was broke. He couldn't make his ends meet. And what I love about his story is he loved God and how God has brought him in this journey is really amazing. Now, in this episode, we talk about his nine-year journey. We also talk about what being an introverted person, how come he can have such a bold fashion style? Well, you need to listen to the episode that you know what I mean. I also asked him the tips about, we know for any business to grow, to sustain, we need TLC, traffic leads conversion to clients. And what is his advice to some of you that, or many of you that you just get started uh, a side hustle, you probably is still working in the corporate job. You don't have a budget for the ads yet. What is his advice to do that so that you can validate your message and grow your audience and so much more. Now, let's check with Paul. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Kelly Bother and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you very much, Kelly. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, I mean, I just love for you guys later, if you are not listening, if you go to a YouTube channel later, you you will love to see this. You know, see that Paul's his background is all about the superhero, especially uh, gigantic like uh, Iron Man there. Yeah. And then especially you get you get to see Paul, right? Because he has such an elegant bow tie on him. <laughs> <laughs> but in the introduction, guys, I already can mention to you. And you know, you know how uh, amazing that Paul's journey has been. But it's nothing uh, better that you know we let him to talk about his journey himself. So Paul, welcome to the show. And that let's hear it. You know, nine years journey. 
it's it almost like a I I can think it's a miracle and night and yeah. day, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about where you were and what happened in between and what did you do with God, with all the crazy thing and arrive today? Absolutely. Well, first of all, Kelly, thank you very much for having me here on your podcast. You're doing amazing things. Love your vision, love your purpose, your message, everything that you're doing for the impact of the kingdom of God. Love it. And again, I'm honored to be here. Yeah, you know, looking back where where I've been, what I've gone through, uh, you know, it just seems like a short time ago, I was delivering phone books out of the back of our minivan. Some people may not even know what phone books are. <laughs> you know, it's like nobody uses phone books anymore. But, I, you know, I was doing whatever I could to to hustle, to pay the bills, found myself like many people doing different nine to five jobs. And, uh, you know, I, I always kind of had an interest in tech, in Internet, in websites and stuff. So I was kind of playing around with that. And so it was right around 2008, uh, there was two things that was going on. I really felt God place in my heart to start a church. You know, this is, this is kind of one of the sides of the story that I get to share with your audience that maybe other people on podcasts haven't heard. But uh, I, I really felt God lay upon my heart to start a church. And if you look back in 2008, it was kind of a a really challenging time financially for many people. And if someone said, hey, this is a good time to start a church, you'd probably look at all of the things in the natural and say, ah, no, no, you need to wait, wait till the economy you know, gets better and stuff. Uh, but at the same time, I found myself frustrated, upset, and just, you know, working a job that I was not happy with. And came came into work one time and the supervisor he was just like an angry upset guy and whenever he'd leave people would be upset and I remember one time he came and just yelling at people and you got to do this got to do this and I, I was trying to be nice and diplomatic about it I walked up to him and I said you know sir you know the way you're talking to everybody it's making everybody upset and I uh you know I think you could probably make it a more pleasant place. And he got even more upset. He poked me in the chest like, Paul, if you keep talking to me like that, you're going to lose your job. Well, I kind of, I kind of felt like it was a time, it was time when he said that to take a step of faith and like, okay, I'm done. And so I'd been playing around with this internet, building websites and stuff. And that really kind of put me in a position where I, I had to go all in, had to go all in. And so I started building websites, started playing around with social media. And my, my prayer in this time was, you know, God, I, I'm, I'm taking a big step. I'm, you know, just I'm going all in in this. And we got the church that we're starting up. We were just doing little home Bible studies and things like that in our home. And I said, God, if you bless this, bless this business, I'll use it for your kingdom. You know, this was my vision, the church and being able to impact my community and, you know, travel the world and preach the gospel. And, but I didn't have the money to do it. It, it, it was like, it was this dream. It was this idea, but I knew the vision would take money, resources, and time that I didn't have. So I just prayed, God, bless this business, bless this, and I'll use it for your kingdom. And it just seemed from that, God began to bless it. Uh, you know, doors started opening, and you know, where I am now, 
I've been blessed to work with amazing individuals, um, some of the top entrepreneurs online, A-list celebrities, Fortune 500 companies. I've been blessed to work with some amazing people. So to look back at it, obviously, I, I know it took hard work. It took determination. And it definitely took God's hand on all of this to, to take me to where I am today. I'm glad you, you share that journey. Uh, but can you tell us a little bit detail, like, Sure. Where because a lot of people when they're stumbling upon internet, they all start also they all kind of start to play with social media and stuff like that, yeah. right? Yeah. So what did you do? Some major, some major thing that what you have done to get you some success and the door started. Sure. Yeah. So so here here's an amazing part of this story. When I look, I I honestly I didn't realize this until one time I was talking to someone, and they were digging in like like what. What was the what was the catalyst? What was so I started out doing internet marketing for anybody and everybody, you know, like ice cream shops, restaurants, uh, local businesses, whatever. And then I, my my passion, my desire, I was working with Christian authors, uh, pastors, and kind of helping them with their social media, helping them with build their business, get their book out to the masses and stuff, and. One uh, one day, I was working with a a pastor. He had a, a large church over in Los Angeles. He was, a, I guess, you would say, a mega church pastor, and helping him market his uh, his personal brand, his book, his ministry, his church. And I remember I was doing stuff for him, and I went to his website. And when I went to his website, I saw all of these different celebrities and individuals that attended his church and I kind of said to myself I'm like I'm, I'm gonna like work extra hard for him you know he looks like he's a very well connected guy and I uh, so uh, you know I, I really started pouring into and going over and beyond with him and I, I remember he he sent me a message one time he said hey there's this business guy in my church that has been kind of watching what we was doing and is it all right if I send him your way that you can talk to him about some of the things that he's doing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that businessman, I, I talked to him, started working with him and helping him grow. He had a, a financial consulting business. So I started helping him grow that. And then one day that gentleman went to the barbershop and was sitting down getting his hair cut. The barber was asking him, you know, how's things going? What, you know, and he's like, man, I've been working with this guy over in Florida and things have just been blowing up. It, it, you know, we're getting more leads, businesses growing and stuff. And uh, well, the next person to sit in the barber chair was a person that many people would probably know. His name is Ty Lopez. Uh, Ty Lopez got talking with the barber, got talking with this guy. My name was tossed around. And a few days later, Ty Lopez calls me up and I start having a conversation with him and his team. He flew me out to Beverly Hills and Long story short, I'm working with Ty Lopez, and I I always kind of maintain this uh, this you know consistency, this dedication that you know whether as a pastor, whether whatever the client is, I'm I'm going to do it for the glory of God, and I built a great relationship with him. And then Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone calls up Ty Lopez, what are you doing? My name got passed on to him. I, Bob Proctor, Les Brown, celebrities in Hollywood. And next thing you know, I find myself sitting at tables with individuals like Kevin Hart, you know, having dinner with Kevin Hart, uh, 
Fortune 500 companies. But looking back at it, it it all kind of started with this working with this this one particular pastor, and uh, it was a, a domino effect type of situation. <laughs> so it basically, you know, the principle it's we serve the clients well, and yeah, uh, yeah with excellence, you just never know, you know the world kind of big and small nowadays. It, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so obviously that barber shop is a very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a but, good place. I got to go to the barber shop and thank that barber someday. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So did you kind of, when you got started, when obviously uh, now we understood from what you just mentioned for yeah. those local business, did you get them started right away from to buying ads? Yeah. So, well, a, a lot of times when, you know, when Facebook and these platforms first came out, businesses understood it was important to have some type of presence on there. But number one, they didn't know how to really use it. And then number two, they didn't have the time to do it. They were busy being, you know, a pizza shop owner. They were busy being chiropractor. So they didn't understand how to do it properly. And then they didn't have the time to do it. So I just kind of stepped in there and helped serve a need uh, that they had that I knew how to do it. I knew how to make their content. I knew how to uh, build their social media profiles. And so it initially, it started out with just kind of building their online presence, building a Facebook page, an Instagram page, putting content out there. And then, yeah, the next natural transition was, hey, you're seeing the results organically. Why don't you try paid ads? And so we began to implement paid ads and traffics and funnels like that into their business. And really, my opinion, when it comes to paid ads and uh, traffic is it's basically just accelerating the results that you're probably already getting organically. Mm. So in other words, that you did start from organic uh, right. content contract. So that, that that's nice to know. Okay, before we dive into another, a little bit more serious question, just really curious. I'm sure that if the my audience look at the YouTube video, they're going to say, why Paul has a, such a sense of the fashion <laughs> that you are wearing, you know, a, a bow tie and with a very nice uh, red jacket. Yeah. Uh, so just curious that how did you decide that you want to go all the way with a bow tie and with suit jacket up? Oh, it's uh, so fu funny story. I, uh, I've always, you know, like in, in business and in work, I remember my my mom and dad probably more my dad you know if i was even a teenager going to a job interview he like son put on put on a shirt put on a tie you know people take you serious and i remember i applied to a job at a dry cleaners and put my application in showed up for the interview and at the end of the interview the uh manager he said you're going to get the job i said really oh great he said you're the only person that came in here wearing a tie he said and I respect that. I was like, well, and I was just a teenager. And I, so that was something that kind of stuck with me. Uh, so I've always, when it comes to business, uh, I, I like wearing a suit. It's, I'm comfortable in a suit. When I go to church, I wear a suit. Uh, but I used to wear a regular tie. Used to wear a regular tie. And my, my personal look is I'm a nerdy person. I wear yeah. glasses. 
because if I don't wear glasses, I can't see. And I do like kind of like the vibrant looking jacket. Also shoes, shoes are important to me. You can't see that on the podcast here, but <laughs> it's just, it's like that, that's, that's a part of it. And so one time I was wearing just regular tie. One of my friends, uh, whatever I was wearing, he looked at me, he's like, bro, man, you are just like, like a nerd. And and he said that he's like, you're just such a nerd. He said, all you need is a bow tie and you will be like perfect nerd. So the next time I saw him, I intentionally wore a bow tie. And I remember showing up, he's like, it looks nice. It looks, it looks like really good. And all the other guys are like, yeah, it looks good. I, I think you should. And so I kept wearing the bow tie ever since. And I got rid of the regular ties and I've always, I don't think I've ever wore a regular tie after that. So, uh, so that's how the, the, the bow tie and the jacket is fashion. The glasses is I can't see without them. (laughs) So that's awesome. That's awesome. And you are the first man in my podcast talk about shoes. (laughs) <laughs> normally it's a ladies talk about shoes but i'm yeah, glad no. they there's a, a brother love shoes you know yeah yeah like sho- like good pair of shoes yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so um what would you say just cu- just curious following up question are you introvert sure. or introvert well so i think growing up through high school and probably even into my twenties, I was very introverted where it was, uh, it was unnatural for me to socialize and connect. Like it it was difficult for me, but weird thing, although I was a shy reserved person and I look back at this as a, a young kid, I was not uncomfortable speaking in, in public where it was, it was kind of like, this is like, if I try to socialize and have friends and stuff, I was introverted. But I think it probably started in elementary school. I spoke at, you know, some play or something and everybody was like, oh, you did a good job and stuff. And I had a good memory that I could re- remember my lines and stuff. So when it came to doing like book reports, you know, everybody hated the, had to stand in front of the class and do the book report. I was not nervous about that. I was, I was comfortable. I could do that. But after I sat down back in my seat, I was just a shy introverted kid. But so I think that that is a gift that God gave me, but the social aspect in the interacting with people was difficult for me to kind of break out of my shell. But you know, getting into my, my twenties college, I I broke out of my shell and I became more of an extrovert. So I think born an introvert, but pushed myself into being an extrovert. Yeah, I I can understand that. Uh, When I was little, my mom said the moment I could walk Uh and I often to hide myself in the room because I was so shy and I have a problem to put me to the school. Uh-huh. So later on, when um, one day that when I got a piece of paper from school and that was a paper that my teacher said, I, I, the parent, parents need to sign that I need, I want to go to a speech meet. Uh-huh. And so my mom said, no, you got the wrong person. You got the wrong person. Well, now years later, after the TEDx talk and speaking engagements, uh-huh. yeah, my mom's still like, What's wrong? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 
it's so funny. I, I know so many people that it's like naturally they were introverted, shy and stuff, but then, you know, something happens. I, I look back at it in high school. I tried to choose the easy classes my last year, my senior year graduate. And one of the classes that I chose was a drama class and where, you know, everybody was like, oh, it's an easy A. It's easy. You don't have to do much work. And so I chose that and it gave me the ability to interact with people and to break out of my shell. And then when I went to college, uh, actually, I went to um, Bible college. And I, again, I was comfortable speaking in front of people. And that just kind of created an environment for me to thrive and grow and to connect with people better. Yeah, I guess it's, you know, um, the calling on you that, <laughs> yeah, I still feel like after like a 10 conference and in between the breaks, I need to retreat to my room. Because yeah, after yeah. like a socialize for a while, I said, oh no, I, I couldn't anymore. It is so funny. I I completely understand that. It's like, I need to be alone. It's like you. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, some some people would never understand what you just said there, but it's like a big conference. I feel like I'm I'm putting out, putting out, and then I'm like, okay, I got to be alone. I need to just like I need my alone time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kind of feel go to refill up again. That yeah, kind of thing. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Paul, now here's a question, right? I think um, also I just read couple days couple days ago. Uh, in the hbr.org, they came out an article. Uh, they talk about, you know, the marketing truths, the 10 marketing truths before and after the COVID. And we know that after COVID, you know, in the marketplace, the behavior change. Yeah. Uh, and basically for us marketers, you know, uh, we have to work quite differently or where we express our message out there because now well, during those last two years or so, because uh, I think the level of uh, market sophistication for the consumer is very different today. Yeah. And so what would you say, though, but at the same time, right? I know in U.S. we have this great resonation. That means a flood of people now, they want to start their own business. Right. Um, so what would you say that, because um, I know... Um, Many of my listeners of these uh, podcasts, they some they already been a business for a while, but some of them they are still corporate leaders, and they just about to exit out or they are planning to exit out. Um, they have a side hustle going on, but I heard it's uh, you know they they often say, "Well, Kelly, you know uh, I just got started, right, mm -hmm. and I don't have budgets to for to put in the ads just yet." So what would you suggest them to do to validate their message and grow their audience? Sure. Yeah, I, I remember when COVID first hit, a lot of my clients and coaching students began to message me, reach out to me and ask me things like, you know, should I continue to sell? You know, and I, and I, compl I completely get that because it's like a weird feeling like, is it? okay to, to, to sell during this. People are going through a tough time. And this was my answer. I said, are you helping people? Are you serving people? Are you solving problems? If the answer is yes, this is 
a great time to continue to sell because you're going to solve problems. You're going to improve their lives. You're going to do that. If you're not doing that, stop, stop selling. Matter of fact, you probably should have done that a long time ago. So I think that this, uh, this transition, this, this time that we went through, um, some people that really their, their hearts and their, their motives were not correct. They, they kind of went down a little bit. But individuals that are solving problems, that are sincerely adding value to businesses and individuals that have these, these struggles, uh, that they, they shine through it. They shine through it. And so I, I know many of my colleagues, they can look back at COVID and say, hey, this has been a time that our business really thrived. So, so that's first of all, is being able to look at your business, your service in a way that you can sincerely, authentically say that you're solving problems, you're serving people, you're helping them, you're adding value. So that's number one. If you don't have that, everything else is meaningless. When it comes to different strategies and um, things that you can do with with little or no budget, well, there's a lot of different things that you can do. Uh, people often ask me, Paul, which social media platform should I be on? My answer is whatever one you're going to spend time on. It's all free. YouTube's free. Instagram's free. Facebook's free. All, I, I've had individuals that have a few thousand followers post a video and, and things. And, you know, they tell me I got 100,000 views on this video, all organic. So putting content out there and adding value to people, that's all free to do. So you, you never know what who's going to be watching your video, who's going to be connecting with your content. Uh, it's, it's free. So take advantage of that. We're living in an amazing time where you, anybody can do that. You got a camera, you got a phone, you're in business. So add value, put out content as much as you can. Um, obviously quality and consistency is important. Uh, but then in addition to that, you can, uh, send messages to people really authentically. And I, I do this all the time. I'll see people doing stuff and I'll send messages to them and, you know, compliment them, build relationships. I think it's important that we put social in social media. You know, a lot of times people think that social media is a monologue. We're just putting content out there. But when you put the social aspect in social media where you're actually connecting with your community, you're listening to them, you're interacting with them. That's where you'll really find growth and turning um, social media from a monologue into a dialogue that you can have with your community. Yeah, I think um, basically we're talking about engagement, right? And right. yeah, it's not just, uh, you know, post a, a content for post a content sake. Right. Uh, I, I always say that um, your content is not for you, but it's for the audience out there that you are serving. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, why, why, why you even spend time and effort to create a content? Absolutely. Yeah. So, Paul, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today. And oh, what you. are you at the moment? Because when we go to your Instagram, uh, is always see a lot of very, very interesting, amazing thing uh, activities. Uh, what are you focusing right now in this season? Sure. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Kelly. Uh, it, you know, it, if you go to my Instagram, my Instagram handle is Paul. If anybody listening, my Instagram is Paul, just P-A-U-L. How did <laughs> uh, you get that? 
Well, if you're friends with Mark Zuckerberg long enough, he'll hook you up. No, uh-huh. I, I, I was, I was uh, in, I, I was an early adopter for Instagram and other platforms. And so that gave me the advantage. Uh, but, you know, if people go to my social media, I think they will see and they'll feel my faith in some of my posts. It's not something like if you go to my, I've, I've always tried to, you know, I don't want to be like a Christian marketer. I'm a, I'm a marker. And also I have faith in Christ. You know what I mean? It's not like, I don't want it to be like a stick or, you know, like this is my, it's, you know, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur and yes, I'm, um, I have faith and, uh, but I've, I really have felt this mission and it's very interesting during this time of COVID I've had two or three, I remember, um, one pastor, his name is pastor Mike Signorelli sent me a message on Instagram. And he said, this is going to sound very strange, but I really feel that God wants me to connect with you uh, and talk to you about being my business mentor. I'm like, doesn't sound strange to me at all. And uh, and so I've been able to help pastors and ministers and um, authors of you know various backgrounds build their business. And, and I think that there's probably been this disconnect within um within maybe Christians to really um excel in business if if I can be quite frankly with you I have seen that for example the church sometimes can be 10 years behind mm-hmm. on on business and strategies and stuff and you know I think that there's maybe a, this mental this mindset that is like oh I don't want to compromise I don't want to you know uh, but I, I really think that there is an opportunity for God's people to rise up and to show themselves as leaders and authorities in the industry. And that as as we shine, as we succeed, as we do great things, as we rise to the top in our industry, that can give God glory. That that people would say, look, I want I want someone like you working for me. So so I I have been on this mission to empower to equip and you know I've been blessed to work with a lot of people um in, in the uh secular world uh but there's nothing more rewarding than getting messages from a pastor and said hey thanks to what you've done what you've taught us had over a thousand people in our conference I mean I was like it, it really just, it's its a blessing to be able to pour into other kingdom-minded people to teach them, to mentor them, to give them the tools that is necessary for their business to succeed and say that I've been a part of that journey. The lives that have been touched, the souls that have been saved, the impact that has made for the kingdom of God. So that has been something. We just had one of our very first conferences. We called it um, Kingdom Global Impact, where we had um, Christians from all around the world online, also in person in Long Island, New York, that we did a conference just teaching them marketing business strategies that me and my team have used with a-list celebrities, Fortune 500 companies, and that these tools and these strategies, if they work for those businesses, they'll work for your ministry. They'll work for you know your your personal calling. People have dreams and and things that they want to do for the kingdom of God. You can use these same tools 
to impact others for the kingdom of God. That's what's been on my heart. That's why when I when I uh, heard that I was going to be on your podcast, I'm like, look, I want. I, I was so excited. So. Um, that that's that's what's on my heart <laughs> that's that's really awesome yeah um uh it's you know we we don't have enough people to do this work uh and i know so so many of my colleagues uh are doing you know uh, we all call to serve the kingdom one way or the other uh so i'm glad one more person now is doing it and that that's that's really lovely to hear so, uh, Paul, will departing wisdom. If you want to say to specifically to Christian that they are starting their business, uh, maybe they have they are stuck in certain mindset. Sure. What What would you say to them? Yeah. So, so I'll give you one of many that I I kind of feel. Uh, you know, when you say. You're, let's say, a coach, a consultant, a um, an expert, and you are building your clientele. You're you're building your students, your 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 tribe. Well, to to make it into a business, to for it to to prosper, you got to sell something. You got to sell something. You know, you're you're exchanging your time for um, for money, and you know, just that word sell, sometimes. Christians were like, oh, you know, I, I always say there's a lot of people, a lot of free people in, in church. I, they want everything for free. You know, give it to me free. Give it to me free. Uh, well, when you un- understand the value of investing in yourself, that can be something that transforms you and it can also transform form people. People don't pay. They won't pay attention. So you got to understand the value of investing in yourself and investing in others. There's a great scripture in Proverbs. It says this. It says, um, a man that hath wheat and withholds it, the people shall curse him. But he that has it and sells it shall be blessed. Now, here's the interesting thing. The scripture says, you know, sells it. It could have said, he that gives it away shall be blessed. But it says, he that sells it will be blessed. So there's an important principle in what we have of value, putting a price tag to it and selling it. A couple different reasons. Number one, as I mentioned, people that if they don't, if they get it for free, they won't value it. Um, then number two, if this man did not put a monetary exchange in this wheat, he would not be able to help as many people. In other words, if he just gave it away for free when the wheat was gone, well, how would he, you know, tend to the fields? How would he hire his other farmers to help do this work? It would be done. It would be over. So when you sell, selling gives you the ability to scale it. Selling, and, and again, as I mentioned before, if your heart, your intention, your motive is right, what you sell actually helps people. So when you sell it, it actually gives you the ability to help more people. So so don't be afraid to sell. Don't be afraid. You know, I also believe in whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. So what we are doing, our service, our skill set, our business, it should reflect and it should be a representation of our relationship with God. If if we can understand that as Christians, 
We should not be afraid of success. We should not be intimidated. We should understand that as we rise to the top, it is an opportunity for God to get glory in our life. Let me conclude with this. I remember I was sitting down with one of my very first mentors, a billionaire, a billionaire, not not millionaire, but billionaire. This guy, private jets and uh, a, an amazing individual. He's a Christian. I was sitting at, at dinner with a restaurant um, and I remember opening up the menu. The first thing I noticed when I opened the menu is the menu didn't have any prices on it. And I was just a young guy. And I remember looking up at him and I said, sir, uh, my parents always taught me, like, if somebody's going to treat you to dinner, don't buy the most expensive thing on the menu. You know, try to be <laughs> modest about it. So, so I, remember, I said, sir, uh, there's no prices on the menu. And he was from Tennessee, had a Tennessee accent. He said, Paul, people that come to restaurants like this aren't concerned about the prices on the menu. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe someday. And uh, But he was also a Christian, a believer. And he said to me, he said, Paul, I hear a lot of these preachers talking about, I'm going to be the head, not the tail, the first and not the last. He said, you know, the scripture in that same scripture, it also says you will be the lender and not the borrower. He said, how can we be lenders if we're always broke? How can we be lenders? If we're always poor, he said, the scripture also says that we have a mission to help the poor. He said, how can we help the poor if we are poor? And and I remember him saying that. And just as a young guy that began to change my mindset. Interesting thing. That was on a Tuesday. Uh, It was Tuesday right around my birthday. The next day, I went to church on a Wednesday night Bible study, and the men of the church, they came up to me and they said, "Um, we want to pray for you. We know your birthday's coming up. We want to pray for you. And one of the guys opened up the um, Bible, and he began to read the scripture. He says, "Um, God will make you the head and not the tail, the first and not the last. And I said, hold on just a minute. I said, go to the verse before that. And I said, start reading there. And that's when it says you will be the lender and not the borrower. I said, I want to claim that part too in my life. I want to claim that part too in my life. And um, that is something that always um, stuck with me. I could tell you so many stories about what God has done for me. Um, but but yeah, we, if, if anybody should be blessed, if anybody should be leaders in business, um, it should be God's people. Exactly. So guys... I cannot wrap up these podcasts better than Paul just did because he basically just said everything that what I have been telling you guys. So <laughs> I'm so happy that we got a huge confirmation of today. Um, also about the selling thing, I feel the Holy Spirit led to share this. Remember uh, King David uh, in the Bible that when once he, you know, he was looking for a piece of land and to build an altar to worship the Lord. And when he found the land and he talked to a landowner and the landowner said, oh, you are the king, you know, just take, it's, it's okay, you know. And, but King David insists to pay. King David insists to pay. And the reason why is if he doesn't pay, he cannot claim the harvest to come out of it. Ah, come on, preach. I got goosebumps. That is awesome. So I often say that, you know, selling is exchange of a value. But um, also, you know, any 
the in the business, right? We say in the mountain, there are seven mountains. We often heard that. I say each mountain have its own measurement stick. In the business mountain, the measurement step is the revenue number and yeah. the impacts you have to create. Christians are very good at creating impacts. They say, I want to create impacts. But here's the thing. In the business mountain, um, you know, your transformation, transformational impact only happen after transaction. Yeah. So therefore, you know, we don't have any excuse not to present, not to sell. Our I need I need to take some notes. That's, <laughs> transformation only takes place after transaction in the business mountain. Because think about if you don't buy, let's say, if you don't buy your phone, you will never to experience the advantage of that phone can give you. Right. Yeah. So same thing. If you don't invest in whatever God asks you to invest in, let's say, coaching or anything. Right. Um, you cannot claim you cannot. I haven't seen a person build a six figure business and beyond yeah. just by collecting freebies or freely right. magnets. Right. 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 Yeah. right. Because they cannot claim the harvest if they don't put the money. In. Yeah. And that is a, the, a, a tree cannot bear different fruit. Yeah. It can't bear. So if if you're if you're a freeple, you're going to bear freeple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, guys, we can just stay here forever, as you can tell, but we got to wrap it up. So, Paul, where can we will put, surely put Paul's links in the show note, but just verbally tell us that where people can connect with you. Sure. Uh, easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram. My Instagram, as I mentioned before, is Paul, just P A U L. Uh, anybody listening, uh, if they will just send me a message on Instagram, say that they heard me on um, your podcast, I'll give them a copy of my newest book, Solomon's Success Code. I kind of, Woo-hoo. yeah, the, I, um, 31 principles from the 31 chapters of Proverbs about business and success. So just send me a message saying that they heard me on this podcast. I'd be more than happy to get them a copy. We will put his Instagram, that very annoying Instagram link, because I still feel like he got poor. Just one word. Uh, I'm joking aside. Just we will put his Instagram profile URL in the show note as well. So just in case you cannot find him in the Instagram, I doubt. But uh, Paul, I cannot thank you enough uh, for your time uh, today. And uh, you have added so much value to me and my audience. Thank you very much. My pleasure. How did you enjoy the episode? What a journey, right? So as you hear what Paul said, if you want to get a free copy of his newest book, then please go to his Instagram and DM him. Let him know you have heard about his story in our show. All the links will be in the show note. So make sure you go to kellybother.com forward slash podcast. Also, I want to mention that we're going to start to publish regular content in my YouTube channel because God say so, okay? In our YouTube channel, we will start to publish everything about CEO mindset or also anything related to build a successful online coaching, consulting business and tools, gears, 
but more importantly, strategies. Here is the link for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss any video. Please go to youtube.com forward slash Kelly Bother Show. That is K-E-L-L-Y-B-A-A-D-E-R Show, S-H-O-W. Again, it's youtube.com forward slash Kelly Bother Show. I'm looking forward to seeing you in our YouTube channel, also in the next episode here. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment? Just drop a review on Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.